I think you're totally wrong, but I didn't listen to what you said. Hello and welcome to episode number 26 of the Grumpy Old Ben's podcast. At least we think episode number 26. I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America, just outside of Chirac, where the summer is still clinging on and the construction still going on. And from America's left coast, where, uh, at least according to the Proverbs, summer goeth before the fall. I'm Ryan Pemrose. Well, you know. It's, well, it's kind of like Chicago. It's weather, in, and then we can talk climate and all that. But episode number 26, maybe, kind of, this is a, a turning point. You know, I never even thought about bends. that. If climate change goes too far, could the season start happening out of order, and then the Proverbs would be wrong, and, and it would be like winter that comes before fall? Yes, it could possibly happen. We could go into a complete time warp loop. Damn you, Al where Gore. we all start getting younger. Yeah. We yeah. all start getting younger. The time starts the running back. Yes. All because, like, hey, all because you drove your car instead of taking the bus. Yeah, you evil citizen, you. And you well, used Al Gore a doesn't want you straw. to drive, but he's got like 14 private planes, a house the size of, you know, Manhattan. But don't don't look over here. Listen to what I'm telling you. Well, slave. Al Gore doesn't want you to do anything other than generate sufficient economic activity for him to tax and enjoy his his lifestyle and meanwhile what you need to do is go to work using public transportation uh you know create just enough wages to pay taxes and then go home and sit at home and shiver in pure fright for the next 18 hours until you go to work again i want you to have enough money to buy his book and to watch his movie and to do that well you 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 need enough money for that it's only a matter of time before we're all going to be required to buy al gore's book via tax money (laughs) this is part no this is this is just your tax refund will be a copy of al gore's book and it's like here you go congratulations this is what your your government provides you with the information you need to know tax refund that ah you're gonna make me rant aren't you why why do people always get excited oh my refund check is here i I get my refund you know or people like uh even uh, another person that i may or may not live with but i'm not going to name because it'll get back to me it it thinks that the best way to get you know a real bonus in april is to maximize the withholdings so that you have a huge refund check at the at tax time and i'm like it's not a huge refund check it's your own money that they've just been holding for you and preventing you from using it's your own money why why do people think that refunds are so damn great i'd rather owe money at the end and then pay a little out of my bank account because at least i got a paltry 1.1 percent interest from holding that money instead of the zero that the irs gives you hey you can get 2.1 percent right now on an american express savings account which is actually pretty damn good for compared to what everybody else is giving. But I don't know. With, you're the, with this negative right. interest rate, we're we're starting to get incentivized for holding or staying in debt. No, well, there's no doubt about that. And you're absolutely right. The refund is a refund because this is if you buy something at a store and then you take the product back, they give you your money back. That's a refund. Yeah. If they were giving you free no, money, that would if, be if, called 
You mean if you go into the store, then for the privilege of being there, they grab your wallet, rifle through it, take some of it and pocket it, and then give you the wallet back much lighter. And then when you leave, they're like, hey, here, have a fiver. That's kind of how it works. That's well, that's how if nightclubs were like the government. That would be absolutely theft more than anything else. But I'm just saying. What do you think taxation you is? Don't, you don't call anything a refund unless you're getting your own money back. You know, it's not free money. It isn't a salary. That's why it's called a refund is because it's money you put in. So if people like getting those, then just ask them once a month. Give me a hundred bucks at the end of the year. Maybe I'll give you your twelve hundred bucks back. Yeah, I'll, if you I'll hold me. on to your money. You you give me you give me a hundred bucks a month. And at the end of the year, you can be amazing and pleasantly surprised when I give you a two hundred dollar check at the end of the year. Be like, here, free money for you. The government taking your money. I know that's a surprise. This is, the country started because uh, taxation without representation. And the interesting thing was, I mean, we never owe money. We did this year. So the never thing doesn't really work out, but we had never owed money before. But because of, you know, my eye surgery is not doing a whole lot of work, not being able to have the deductions for a lot of this stuff from working out of the house and that we did owe a little bit of money and we filed a little bit late of the accountant because again we've never owed and if you don't owe people don't know there is no penalty for not filing if you don't owe money if they owe you money <laughs> they really don't want you to file you can yeah. go years they don't care yeah so like uh, no 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 you. return that's per in fact that uh i i know somebody who uh she was so frustrated with her husband for not keeping records he had his own business uh that she knew that he wasn't bothering with taxes or filing or anything like that so she just ended up paying like five times what they would have owed so that the irs would never come knocking which was a real problem right, when they tried to they tried to get some the line of credit or sell their house or something and and suddenly, so the bank was like, well, we can't find a single tax filing for you ever. And like, well, how long do your records go back? 14 years. Well, that's the, that is the amusing part. If the government thinks you've overpaid, they're not coming to look for you. Yeah. I mean, that's, there's no problem with that. Yeah. If you for some reason, 53 the, cents, the, the men with shotguns don't arrive at your house when it, to give you money. <laughs> It's a, it's a totally un, it's, it's just unreasonable use of their time to do that. But I was surprised. Like I said, we did owe a little bit of money, so we paid it. And I told the accountant, gave him the information, said, pay this electronically. My wife sees the thing sitting on the table. And rather than saying, hey, did you take care of this? Thinks I'm an idiot. I'm not going to take care of it. She sends him a check for the same amount. Do you say your was, wife is an idiot or your wife thinks you're an idiot? Yes, right, because okay. I wasn't going to take care of that, um, but I had. So we double paid the amount, and I was thinking, oh, this is going to be a nightmare. We're going to have to contact the IRS and be like, okay, so we paid electronically, and then we sent you a check. So how do we get that back? I thought that was going to be a big nightmare. A check just showed up in the mail. The interesting thing was, right after we got the check in the mail, we got a notice from the IRS that because we had paid late and what we owed was like minimal. So the, the penalty along with the little bit of interest that was added on, they're like, you owe us like $11 and 32 cents, write them another fucking check for $11 and 32 cents. And like 
two, three weeks later, we got a check back from them for $11 and 32 cents. I'm like, what the hell? What is going on here? You sent uh, me a bill saying we owed you this and then I paid it and then you sent it back. This is what you refer to as bureaucracy in action. Yes. So the IRS, um, you can have some fun with them, but yeah, if you get on the wrong side of that ledger. <laughs> so anyways, we didn't actually uh, come here to talk about taxes, did we? What That, that isn't kind of, our show topic for the day. It could be. It would be a big, long rant. Today's concept, I guess, is along the lines of a state of the union. This yeah, is fact, what, what is our show topic today? Our show topic today is, is what is our show topic today? <laughs> well, in the in the link that I sent you for the show, it was Grumpy Old Ben's 26 Untitled and Unknown. I mean, that sounds mysterious, but we wanted to do kind of a general looking back at the first 25 episodes. I mean, I know, you know, our buddy Mark Van Dyke and George Trombley, when they started the Mark and George show, they were like, well, the first 50 episodes are going to be beta. We figured we're twice as good as they are. So the first 25 have been beta. We've done those now and we've hit a lot of big, what you like to call the evergreen topics, things that people can go back to that isn't based on what's going on today. You know, it's not a day-to-day thing. We're not covering the news. We're not covering politics. We're not covering the presidential election and all of those topics. They're kind of an evergreen thing where people can go back, hopefully in a year, two or three years. And not be like, well, this is just very 2019. We wanted those to kind of stand uh, above and beyond what most shows do. But we're coming to the realization after 25 of those, we still have some of those in us. But if we're looking at shows, you know, like the No Agenda show, which are, you know, pushing 1,200 episodes, I don't think there's going to be 1,200 evergreens. I don't think there's 1,200 big topics to cover. So the question becomes. You seriously underestimate my capacity to rant. I'm just telling you. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying you could do probably a rant on taxes once a week. Yes. Well, pretty much every time I get a paycheck and I look at the number that's been stolen from it. Yes. So most podcasts, the way that the the way that most podcasts operate is that a couple guys will, you know, two person podcast, the chat show will a couple people will get together. And they will have absolutely no idea what the topic is and they'll just start chatting. And then eventually they fall into a rhythm. And if the podcast is good, then they end up stumbling onto a successful formula and then they write it to success. And what we've done here might be completely backwards because uh, we started with a bunch of shows that uh, were the recipe for success, but not sustainable long term. And now, We need to step back and figure out what is our show actually about, right? What's it about? What's the format? What do the people want? I like when I said state of the union, Brendan Kidwell, who joined us on the one episode uh, said state of the union. That's impossible. Oh, wait. Oh, state of grumpy old Ben's. I thought you meant the USA. The USA is fucked. So hopefully that means grumpy old Ben's isn't. I, I would point out that the USA is fucked. That is the state of the union. Shortest state address ever. (laughs) <laughs> that would fact, feel, i would i, I would, would love stand to up see, and applaud yeah, trump i would love to see trump go up there and like you know get the entire all the cameras and all the microphones and all of congress assembled and and he'd just go up there and be like yeah the usa is fucked thank you everybody and then step down <laughs> drop the microphone and walk did, away that would be a fucking mic drop well i'm the not dropping any microphones the, right now <laughs> the 24-hour news cycle would cover that 15 seconds of speech 
for the next 15 days nonstop and that oh uh, yeah we'd be looking for things buried was he Maybe. signaling somebody did he have- dedicating entire shows to uh well what what is the definition of is no wait we did that back in the 90s yeah that was clinton that yeah. was the start of the move on so anyways uh grumpy old ben's thus far uh has done you know when i started this i had a lot of pent-up anger about everything i know that's hard to believe considering i'm such a laid-back guy but uh I had a bunch of topics that I'd just been thinking about for years and years and was like, I need to bitch about this at someone. And Darren, who is clearly a little bit naive, thought, oh, what the hell? I'll listen to it. And the only oh, wait, thing I was that, supposed to be listening to what you were saying. Well, you recorded it, which was really uh, probably for the best. Yes. But I, <laughs> anyways, um, the the topics that I've been thinking about for a long time and more importantly, uh, the, uh, most of the the big topics that we've covered so far have been, like you said, or uh, what I call evergreen topics. I, I actually stole that line from one of our guests. It might have been Progo, uh, but one of them used the phrase evergreen and I totally I liked it. So now that's it's mine now. Can't have it back. Uh, the. The idea of the Evergreen show is this is an episode that any point in the next five years or so, you can go back and listen to it. And the concepts, the ideas, the rants will be topical. Uh, they're, they, they apparently are something that we could do because we've done it. Uh, the other type of Grumpy Old Ben's show that we've done is we've done guest shows and, and they're much more conversational formats. Uh, and some of them have, have sort of been evergreen shows anyway. Uh, you know, the, the crypto show I particularly liked, it was an evergreen show with a guest. Uh, some of the other ones have just been uh, random BS. Uh, some of them weren't supposed to be shows like the, the George Trombley one. Um, but for the most part, uh, what, what I've discovered was when I started this thing, I was thinking, you know, I hate my voice, which I still do, by the way, it's not a good voice. Uh, but I was thinking, Nobody wants to listen to me. Nobody likes my personality, but at least I'm going to lay down some information and some rant, and then maybe you can get past the rant and appreciate the great information. And frankly, the information I have is available on any Wikipedia site you locate, uh, You know whether you use the left or the right one. And the information is not terribly new, and I'm starting to realize that what people really want is Darren and I to bitch at each other about things. <laughs> So we'll have conversations, which even the evergreen shows, we've always thrown in other things. You know, it's never been a, you know, again, I don't think we're looking for a format that would be, okay, sit down. We're going to teach you about this. You know, we've all been through college courses or high school courses where you sit down and go, oh my God, this is going to be mind numbingly boring. And that's well, not what I, we wanted I kind of podcast. assumed that was what everybody would think about me talking on a podcast anyway. <laughs> no. So no, they they enjoy the Sir Bemrose rants. They enjoy the passion that is brought to the topics. And there are plenty of topics still to cover, but it's a question of uh oh, if you think I'm not gonna longevity. rant at any point in the future, you're very, very wrong. But it it's a question of uh how do what is what does the future for grumpy old bens look like and uh you know to be honest i didn't even think we'd make it to 25 but uh you know one one possible future is that we just keep doing evergreen shows until we decide that we don't have any more 
really big topics that deserve ranting about. I can't imagine that ever happening, but it's going to be real hard to find a new one week after week. And at some point we'd just be like, yeah, okay, Grumpy Old Ben's has run its course. We did, you know, 75 episodes and then we're done. 50 episodes, 26 episodes, maybe. Uh, Or you're being repetitive and that you don't really want to be repetitive. You know, even when we did the show on the red flag laws, which we also thought there was a whole nother show in guns, which there is gun control. And that's more than just, you know, hitting the bullseye on the target. But we were very thoughtful of what we just did. Red flags, the show before. So would a gun episode be too repetitive? And, you know, there are some intricacies going along and we're trying to put out a product that people will find entertaining and also informative and something that they want to listen to. And it's just a question of, you know, what format that's going to take. Is it going through to trying to get more guests? I mean, obviously there are shows like Grimerica who deal with totally different topics, but they base their shows upon always having somebody else to come in that they can talk to. So the successful long-term shows out there, which of course we want to be because being a successful long-term show means that those sweet donation producer dollars keep coming in. They, they, they generally have uh, one of a couple ways that they they structure their show, and we haven't done any of it. In fact, we went we did this the hard way. Uh, you know, the first of all, the the easiest one to do is you get together and you do a hangout show, and a lot of shows do that. They they function on the strength of the personality of the hosts, which uh, I, I'm not convinced that we have any personality, but for some reason, people you know they're they're at least Dame Bemrose tells me that, uh, but. The, that's one one type and you know you you have a, a show where people get together hang out and you might bring some topics just to spur conversation but you're not really going in with with topics in mind you're just bsing uh that is a way that a successful show could be done uh another way is uh the current events show no agenda is definitely one of those where uh you you hit topics hard, but you get your topic list from current events. And that is one way to guarantee that you're never, ever going to run out of topics. The problem with current events shows is you have to do research and man, that sounds too much like work. Uh, so I don't know if that's what we want to do or not, but I've never felt like I was particularly a current events guy because usually when something happens, I have to mull it over before I really form a, a strong rant against it. And so well, you know, you'll bring a news story in and I'll be like, huh. And that's pretty much the, the end of my contribution to the conversation. Well, the, but you just brought a news story right before this show about alcohol, sheep and peanut butter and people were transfixed. It was a news story from 1990. There's not that many. Of them out there. <laughs> and but hence still a news story. And then the third type of show that uh, we, we kind of bounced in and out of is uh, I mean, not really. We, we didn't really intend it, but is the interview slash guest show. And you brought up Grimerica where uh, you're, they do a new show every single week, but they, they have, you know, they spend time booking guests and they bring on a new guest every week. And uh, I mean, again, with the work, uh, but you know, the, the really the whole thing about this whole podcast experiment is, is how can we, how can we make a successful product without actually working at it? And I haven't discovered the secret technique for that yet. Well, I mean, you're lying a little bit when you say not working at it, because there's a lot of work that goes along to make a show, to make it sound good, to, you know, have somewhat, uh, intelligent yeah, but all the audio stuff I push there. off on my co-host. <laughs> well, that's true. 
which is why the cold openers are always great from the mouth of Sir Bemrose ninety eight percent of the time. Yes, yes, but deep, uh, deep fake cold openers here, or or sometimes actual cold openers, and then this is where the world's going because now people fake. claim deep fakes. Right, it's a very shallow fake in the sense that you actually said these things, but. You're right. So those are the different types of shows. And we've talked about it a little bit before, I believe. I don't know if on the show here on Grumpy Old Bends, but I come from listening to radio. This is where, you know, I kind of got my ideas of what podcasts are supposed to sound like is probably through things that have nothing to do with podcasts that weren't podcasts that were actually, uh, you know, terrestrial radio here in Chicago. And the big guys are Brandmeyer, who I did a whole episode on on the Random Thoughts podcast. Who is the, you know, the, the hyper rooster, the comedy guy who would do the funny phone calls, do the funny bits. And it was a very comedy based show, but he always had his sidekick, you know, buzz, the news guy had the sports guy. So one thing we've noticed looking at the lists of shows that are either making tons of money on Patreon, the shows that are top rated, they're never single person show. So I know the whole random thoughts thing is never going to go anywhere because a single person show is it's nearly impossible. Even people go, well, Joe Rogan. Yeah, but he's always talking to somebody else. The monologue interview show. Right. So, I mean, there's always somebody else along. People want multiple voices. That's one thing we figured out so far with the podcast. The other guy that I listened to growing up was was first it was Steve Dahl and Gary Meyer who were just like you and me even except they were on the radio just shooting the crap and talking about whatever was going on in their daily life. Steve Dahl still around just ended his radio career here in Chicago at the end of last year. He may pop back up again because he always seems to find somebody that'll pay him. But now he's strictly doing a five days a week podcast, believe it or not, about an hour or so a day, but. His shows are very just conversational, which would be, you know, not even what we're doing here. What we're doing here now is completely structured compared to a Steve Dahl show, which is he gets, you know, a lot of times it's like, hey, yeah, so I uh, went out last night, watched the Bears game and went, and went out to get a pizza. Let me tell you about the pizza. You know, very conversational. So I think there's somewhere in between the really structured, you know, evergreen style of shows that we've been doing, which is pick a topic, pick it to death try to stay on the rail. Sometimes we do better than others. And then the other side of that is just sit down, have very little idea what you're going to talk about and try to produce entertaining content that way. I think a mixture of those is probably where we're headed or am I totally wrong? Do you think? I, I, I think you're totally wrong, but I didn't listen to what you said. So if you press me for specifics, I'm no, I, I, I think that you're probably right with the mix, uh, but I, yeah, I, I'm not sure where we want to go. The uh, obviously the the deep topics aren't going to work. Uh, I do have a a small side rant, and I'm going to go ahead and go into it because uh, screw you, rails are for pussies. Uh, you you mentioned uh, going or you know the the successful podcasts, and and with exception of the category of true crime, which I don't understand what the hell is going on there. Um, for the most part, a successful podcast is, uh, uh, people getting together. Like the big ones are either interviews or current events, obviously. Um, okay. Here's the rant. Uh, it is extremely difficult for a nobody to come in. And it, do you, do you remember the times when you could start a podcast and instantly people would be listening simply because you're interested in content? 
uh, even if you were no. nobody. Yeah, I don't either. No. But uh, let's assume that it happened, I guess. I don't believe it ever did. Okay, but I'm well, sure maybe if you were like one of the first five podcasts, maybe you got lucky. Here's the point that I'm making poorly. Uh, at some point, podcasting became uh, a dabbling ground for, you know, obviously one thing we've noticed is that uh, terrestrial radio and in general, the older forms of media, they're obsolete and they're kind of dying. You know, radio, I, I have not been able to listen to radio for decades because you can't handle uh you know, five minutes of ads for every seven minutes of content. Uh, it's so terrestrial radio has been dying. The, the new generation don't even bother. They don't even know what an AM FM receiver is. Uh, it's podcasts are the new thing. So how do people get into podcasts? Well, all of these people who made it big in radio are now coming into podcast. They're stealing the audience that should have been meant for us. Nobodies. And they're, <laughs> They're, they're just starting their new thing and whether or not their podcast is any good, they're like coming in and going, Hey, you know, I'm an old radio personality and I'm going to milk that forever. And they get a big podcast that has a huge audience. And then the audience has no time for quality stuff. Like, uh, well, I can't think of anything right now from people who didn't start in radio. Well, yeah, Larry from that Larry show mentioned that the other day, a guy that was on the air in L.A. and who would look at people when podcasting started and hear, hey, I'm kind of in your same business. And the guy would tell him he's a podcaster and the, the DJ would just kind of laugh and scoff like, haha, I'm better than you. And as Larry pointed out, now that guy would love to have a popular podcast because it's turned out that it's the format that most people prefer, as you talked about with television before the DVR where it was appointment viewing. You had to tune in and listen when it was going on. And that's how all those old, you know, the radio shows I listened to as a kid, nobody was recording all well, the stations maybe, but it wasn't like you could just sit down and go, Hey, I, I want to listen to this guy today. You would have to put a cassette tape in and tape it while it was live. And it was more or less, if it was Which a three hour also show known as a manual DVR, right? And if it was a three hour show, they really only expected people to listen to probably 20 minutes to an hour on their commute. I mean, maybe some people, once they got to work, put the show on as well. But these shows were formatted to have people coming in and out during the show. It wasn't expected that, hey, you're showing up for minute one and you're going to stay through the whole thing, which is what we pretty much expect with a podcast is. You know, well, you're going to come that's in. That's how beginning. podcasts it's, work, which which is why it's really frustrating when somebody releases a podcast like uh, uh, well, uh, Fault Lines, for example, where you're actually just recording a radio show and then releasing it as a podcast. Well, it doesn't make a very good podcast because they they have segments, they have hard breaks, they have uh, uh, music injected in there. Which if if you're on in your car is is music you can't even hear over the the rumble of your engine. But on a podcast, man, is it distracting. And then they repeat themselves segment after segment. The reason is that, yeah, nobody's supposed to listen for more than an hour. Right. And as much as I love, I love doing the no agenda pre-streams. I love playing music on the stream, like before the grumpy old Ben shows and that I love sharing music, but I don't really see that as doing a show. I mean, all, you know, there are guys that are doing this. I mean, Nick, the rat puts music in his shows. Void puts music in his shows. Obviously, Rhino, the bearded, his show re revolves around music. When, while I love music. You know, I kind of look at what a podcast, again, maybe this is just my perception on it. It's always been that it's not about music. And there's some great shows that had been done, you know, Sir Greg with the heavy metal historian, 
And there are some music shows that are absolutely fantastic, but I've always looked at it as, you know, this is talk radio. There shouldn't be a whole ton of, you know, clips and, you know, okay, maybe I understand in a comedy show, you've got the sound effects and all that, and that could be great in moderation. But, you know, I've always just liked the the talk radio aspect of it. And I think that's what people want overall. Unlike some grumpy old Ben's hosts, I'm not going to actually gatekeep what people want to listen to. Some people want to listen to music, and I'm perfectly okay with that. Uh, it, I, I, I'm a little bit with you with regards to if I'm going to listen to a podcast, I'd like to listen to a podcast. I love Rhino's show because it is about the music, and when I sit down to listen to Rhino's show, I know that I am sitting down to listen to music. And and I right. I like I'm just that. talking about it. what we're creating, not that those shows are good or bad. But I'm just saying other people are decide, doing it. We did decide a long time ago that uh, that we're we're not really a music show, and I, I think that that's probably still the right decision. Yes, because neither one of us are going to sing on key. I, I I'll, I'll I don't know that I've ever sang in my life, but I'll go ahead and and <laughs> you know I could drive people away with my voice. Okay, so we do need you then to do a song for the show. That would be great. Kind of like an 80s old sitcom. Maybe we could get rid of the modem sound and we could just have you singing something. So any suggestions, feel free to. You take the facts of life. Wait, no. And then you have the grumpy old Benz. Any suggestions (laughs) should go to Ryan at grumpyoldbenz.com or Darren at grumpyoldbenz.com. So we figured out. Like like most people people our age, it has taken years and and therapy bills but we're we're almost past the 80s we're seriously trying to forget that part of our life uh i think and see this know. is the great thing about grumpy old bands mentioning that little bit that we have at the beginning and end of each show we are split like america down the middle progo wants to get rid of the screech and cold acid no he likes the printer and screeching modem sound so <laughs> our audience is already <laughs> well, fighting cold, about cold this acid and that's already good. controversy Cold Acid already came up with a a great compromise, which is we could take the modem screech out and just have me singing as the opener. You know, really drive those listener numbers down. Would it be singing or could you just actually screech what you would think your impression of a modem sound would be? Well, I, you know, I might actually be able to do that. I'm quite certain that I can't sing. It's not It could very much be like the Yoko thing. I mean, Yoko is kind of like the modem sound when you think about it. Maybe she, maybe it's code. Okay, I'm going to stop that is it, before. Has <laughs> anybody uh, ever ran Yoko Ono singing through like a 300 baud uh, modem to see if something prints up? Because it may. That may There may be yeah. something hidden in there. Thank you, Satan. <laughs> so this is... Uh, Satan is good. Give your soul to the IRS. That's what it says. I don't think they were for that back then but you never know now maybe somebody is some but we're figuring so talk some, radio some people want to some people want to send their eternal soul just send your cash i mean we we haven't taken anything we've never gone the route yet of taking voicemails or really encouraging you know listener questions on yeah. here's another you know, suggestion Twitter apparently we email. need a squeakier chair yeah I, I only my chair doesn't squeak it only just occasionally snaps a caster off and sends me flying Mine groans, in pain, mine groans in pain when I get in and out of it, but it's a lazy boy. It's a little tough to uh, put casters on. We could add subliminal messages that would all be just go to grumpyoldbenz.com. Click that donate button. Welcome to the value for value model here on NPR. National Public Radio provided by listeners like you. 
So anyways, I don't think that it's possible for us to quit doing the evergreen topics indefinitely because I am always going to look across and see some new topic where um, you know something will happen and set me off and I'll be like, Darren, I have got to bitch about this for 90 minutes. And I, I think we're going to have those. And you know, you commented yesterday, the, the thing that brought this whole thing up was when you know, we, it, we were chatting and basically said, okay, well, what's our topic? And I brought up a bunch of things and you said, none of those are big enough for a full show. And I'm like, well, you know, knowing us, we can absolutely rant for a full show. Maybe, I assure maybe you. not an interesting full show was, you know, where I'm but, coming but that from might with be the that trick. or not enough material. But, and, and there's a lot of this stuff. I know. I mean, we're good at ranting and we can take a five minutes worth of content and make it into an hour and hopefully still make that interesting. And maybe that's still the route we go. But like we said, even with the gun control issue, you and I sitting down going, so what do you think about the gun control issue is no, I'm, I'm for guns. Well, I the, think yeah, that we said clear. that about the free speech issue and still did a whole, a whole evergreen about it, you know, which we brought we, up a bunch of actually, news stories. We, we and started. <laughs> yeah. We started that one with, uh, you know, what do you think about free speech? I'm for it. Yeah, me too. Okay. I mean, Okay, we'll see you next time. I mean, I, on one level, that's that's it. But with the minimum wage show, for example, where we both generally agree, you know, that might be the the problem here is that we keep picking topics that we tend to agree on, which means that on the surface, we'd be like, you know, what do you think about this topic? Yeah, well, I agree with you. Okay, well, then we're done. And yeah, that's not a very interesting show, or certainly not very long. Uh, but with sure. a lot of these topics, we've been going in, bringing up, uh, you know, you actually did research and found the eugenics angle on minimum wage, which I thought was a fantastic bit of research and, and a really great addition to the show, which I also brought. So, of course, you know, I, it was my idea. But I mentioned it first, so I get credit. Oh, is that how it is? But I, I looked so. up the article first. <laughs> That's probably true because you probably had it on a list for a long, long time. And yes, I do think that was an interesting episode. And I thought it was, again, entertaining and informative, which is a very hard thing to do and to keep reproducing over and over. But maybe we need more dissenting voices. Do you think we agree too much? Do we need, uh, you know, something to come in? Does, does somebody always take that maybe the devil dev, play devil? <laughs> I can speak well, play devil's advocate and argue just for the sake of arguing, kind of like you did with the copyright thing, Mr. Five Years. I'm still going to hold to that five years, mainly because it's entertaining to do so. That is true. And they said in the troll room here, uh, and being said that maybe we need to disagree more like John and Adam. And those are usually. Do John and Adam disagree all that much? I don't think so. Still seems like one in every three shows or so that they have a topic they even disagree on. Where there's a little button pushing or something like that. And a lot of that. Oh, no, no. John gets under Adam's skin all the damn time. But I don't know that that's disagreeing. I think he just knows it makes for entertaining content, which is really part of the deal. I mean, that's doing a show based on that kind of a topic. If you start breaking these shows down, if you were not to bring any of the comedic value that they do, people would want to blow their brains out after listening to no agenda too much because the topics that are covered are just too sad and too infuriating to, uh, to not have that release valve there which is when you look at the podcasts that are really popular a lot of them are comedy and i think there's a reason for that and i i just i want to point out that's that's the thing i don't get about depressives is you you mentioned you know somebody 
listening to this story and wanting to blow their own brain out. I'm like, that's not clear thinking because if, if you are driven to violence by this story, then you are not personally the one who needs the violence. There, there's other true. people you could serve the world and yourself much better by blowing someone else away. Grumpy old Benz does not actually condone shooting up schools, but if, or if you shooting are up anything or shoot, well, uh, I mean, there's some drugs out there that are uh, anyway. Uh, but yeah, if I don't know, it just, if, if you're the kind of person who is dead set on committing violence as a result of something you hear, uh, it, you're, if you kill yourself, you won't be able to do it again later. Just, just a bit of practical advice that of course I don't condone because we're, we're not, we're not actually intending to get on any FBI's lists as, as supporting terrorism. Wait, you don't think you're there already? Well, I, I just want that to be a fully organic thing that, that just happens on a, on its own. You know, you don't want to force these sort of things. They might think if you really want to trigger Sir Bemrose, I highly recommend you submit grumpy old Ben's to who are these podcasts? Yeah, I'm not sure that's necessary. Well, that's the interesting thing when you look at the when you look at the podcasting realm, and there are I think there's a few different levels of shows out there, and it really I'm not talking about the quality of the show. The levels of listenership for somebody that's never tried a podcast before, like you asked earlier, when was the time where you could just put a show out there and get listeners just because you're putting out good content? And I think that if it ever existed is long gone because the greatest thing about podcasting is anybody can do one. And the worst thing about podcasting is anybody can do one, which means the amount of people that are competing for the same time with somebody is unlimited. And that's really what you're doing when you're doing a podcast is you're competing with all other types of entertainment to try to get somebody to spend you know, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, two hours, whatever it is on your show, rather than listening to another show, rather than listening to radio, TV, watching a movie, reading a book. When I said that though, the early on in podcasting, what I meant is that there were people out there who were so desperate for podcast content that they would listen to just about anything as long as it had some interesting content. And when those people were out there, all you had to do was drop some interesting content on the internet and between word of mouth and desperation of people with long commutes, you got your audience. And that sort of thing doesn't happen anymore because now there's so many podcasts out there that you, you are no, you no longer have people who are like, I wish I could find something to listen to. You have people who are like, damn it. My commute is only three hours each way a day. And I need I need to cut back on my list because it's just too much. I'm, I've got too much to listen to and I don't have enough time. That's the problem people are running into today. And I know there are people who were out there who were totally desperate for something to listen to because I was one of them. Hell, I even listened to Leo Laporte. <laughs> hey, Leo's show used to be decent. Not the one that he's doing on the radio, which is the. Yes, you know, the JC very, Jr. It's live. Which is Sorry. the, uh, you know, four dummies of all types of tech, which, um, you know, to me, it's, I guess there are certain people that consume that. And I understand that the people that need to call up and be like, well, my, uh, my iPad is giving me this error. What do I do? You know, I understand those kind of callers. I understand there's a need for that show this week in tech when it originally started was actually fairly interesting. 
but the panels were John usually C. pretty Dvorak good on it regularly. And that's what I would be. That's what brought me. I was a fan of Dvorak with Cranky Geeks, which is what brought me into Twit, which is the reason why when Dvorak stopped showing up on Twit, I was like, well, this show kind of sucks now because Leo is the ultimate product shill. And, uh, you know, I really Leo is a great radio personality. There's no doubt about it. He's got the voice. That might be why I quit listening to radio is that's that was the great personalities. <laughs> if that that's was, what makes a great radio personality you know, no wonder but when you look at the levels of podcasts most people when you start a podcast if you're going to do you know 25 shows like we've done 25 shows now an average person starting up a new show where you don't have the backing of a community you don't have any kind of celebrity or anything like that hosting a show 25 episodes you'd be lucky at the end of that run if you're not really doing any kind of marketing besides the usual you're posting it on twitter or on gab or wherever you're posting this that you're doing a show you'd be lucky at this point to have 50 people as regular subscribers it is not a quick moving industry it is nearly impossible to break in and there's a lot of people that are doing really good shows. So apparently we need don't have an more. audience. Just need 14. That's all. We, we have 36 people more. listening to this live right now. Obviously, we need 14 well, more. Well, that's listening live. When I look at the download numbers, I've, I've been impressed. There's no doubt about it. I look at the download numbers between Grumpy Old Ben's and Random Thoughts, which, you know, of course, I'm all of Random Thoughts and half of Grumpy Old Ben's. And more people listen to Grumpy Old Ben's. And I don't know entirely why. I mean, I me. can guess, well, it's more of a tech thing, no, but I really do think it's the like conversation. You. I, oh, That's I'm probably sorry. it. So uh, well, the only way to know that for sure, though, is if you do a solo podcast and we what, see what kind of downloads but, that get. But as in order to have a control, a controlled experiment, I would have to do a podcast and then send you the raw audio. And then you would have to go ahead and do all the editing and mastering and all the, the audio magic. <laughs> and that sounds like work. It does. But it would be an interesting thing to 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 find out and see where that goes. But I really do believe it is the conversational style because we've looked at this. We've talked to our buddy Larry Blydner from that Larry show.com. And he has his buddy Dick Masterson, who has a lot of listeners. I mean, that's one of those shows that's getting up there into the rarefied air of I would say probably that has to be in that top one percent. Dick really belongs up there as far as the amount of listeners with shows yeah. like Rogan again, all of the biggest podcasts with, with only a couple exceptions that the chat room is probably going to tell me about now. Uh, all of the biggest podcasts are somebody who came to podcasting with some kind of fame already, which means that they came in with a pre uh, a pre generated audience, which I think is, it, it might be the only way to really get successful in this these days. Uh, you know, Rogan was obviously big from, he did a show, didn't he? Uh, that, yeah, the, what well, he was an actor, he was on news radio Uh, and he was on the the uh, man show. Curry and Dvorak had big things beforehand. Uh, you know, uh, Kimmel had, you know, the funny thing is a lot of these people are, are big time personalities offline and then whatever they're doing ends like, you know, radio people stop listening and then they're like, well, I can go podcast and do the same thing. 
I, you know, it, it may be a step down, but it's something to continue. And for the people who really want their voice, great. Uh, but for someone like you and I, who nobody's ever heard of, well, I mean, you were already a big famous YouTube star beforehand, but uh, for. <laughs> yeah, for, with a whole 200 subscribers or whatever it's over there. For, for people who've never, I mean, you know, the only reason we have as much audience as we have is because we just totally siphoned off of the no agenda teat. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. There is no doubt that without being on the no agenda stream, and thank you to everybody who's listening to the no agenda stream all day, all night. There's shows on this stream that will blow your yeah. mind. And by the way, some of you really need to get some sleep. <laughs> well, you can listen to the no agenda stream while you sleep, but there's no doubt that this little stream is a great way for people to find new shows. And since you are the program director and I know void and I'm, I have given you suggestions for shows, but overall you're the program director of the stream. The stream has somewhat of a cohesive vibe to it, meaning that you're probably going to like a lot of what you hear. If you like one show, you're probably going to like some of the other shows on the stream. It's not like it's a totally disjointed uh, mishmash of way totally different shows. Um, so that's why this is a great place for people to come and find new shows. And without that, I know Random Thoughts wouldn't have the uh, audience that it does. I know Grumpy Old Ben's wouldn't have the audience that it does. But it's mainly because people that like No Agenda, I mean, we started out because we both like, obviously, No Agenda. We're very um, you know, active in that overall community and said, well, just because of our personalities, of course, the show is going to be something that's in the No Agenda vein because we enjoy that show. And you know how I know that and- we'd have zero audience if, if it weren't for the No Agenda stream is because your wife and my wife don't even listen to this show. My wife listens to Larry, though. Well, he's a good podcaster. <laughs> that is true. The other day we were driving somewhere on Tuesday and Larry usually drops his shows on Tuesday. Sometimes he's a little late and comes in on Wednesday and we're driving on Tuesday. And she's like, why are we listening to Larry? I said, Larry hasn't dropped his new show yet. And she looks at me and she says, Larry, fucking Larry. Fucking <laughs> like, <you> Larry. Know? <laughs> and I, I sent that, I sent him a tweet with that in there and he's like, you know, a, a listener sent that to me, said that came from a porno with the woman saying, Larry, fucking Larry's like, but she sounds way more disappointed than turned on. And I'm like, yeah, really that I thought it was like from something I was, you know, well, I don't know why I was just kind of like, it was like from something a fast sitcom. time at Ridgemont high. Yeah. Right. Like I thought was, like fast times at Ridgemont high, you know, like yeah, Larry, maybe. fucking Larry. Yeah. Back when That's they were able to drop F bombs on TV way back when. Yeah. I mean, there was a time to do that. Well, there was it, well uh, the fcc yeah. would be involved you ever you ever go back on uh and look like what generally watch the movies from the 80s or so i mean there was shit that went on in those movies uh the the swearing the you know the the f-bombs the uh random tits flashing in the movie that you literally will never see a movie come out today that has any of that stuff because well, no, the, all that like that National Lampoon stuff that was all just TNA with yeah. raunchy jokes. And, and you know, there there'd be like, you know, if it was a a certain type of movie, there'd be exactly one scene where where you could do the really bad stuff, and then they'd never have. But but that one scene, like every every one, you always knew which scene it was. I mean, some of us may have and, had the time code memorized. And to <laughs> well, when you got <clears throat> excuse me, when you got DVDs, that became very. So, some Very of us may have, may have had to transfer to a new uh, VHS tape every couple months because we wore out that one <laughs> spot on the tape. You never know. That 
I, I believe that's happened to you now, especially since you told me the story about the sheep and the peanut butter. But to answer Progo in the No Agenda Troll Room, available at noagendastream.com, he says, so you're basically saying start a show inside a community. And yes, I'm saying that, if that you is want a recipe for instant, success, it certainly helps. I mean, if you're a part of a whatever it is, whatever the community is, if you are a contributor and there's a bunch of people involved in a community and nobody's doing a podcast, or even if somebody is doing a podcast and you think you can do better, it doesn't matter what that community is. It's going to give you an instant base that will go, hey, this guy's a one of us, so we'll give him a try, which I think is why the listeners of No Agenda have been very, very good to us on both this show for me and Random Thoughts going, hey, okay, this guy's somewhat in the periphery of this community. So we'll give them a chance and listen to the show. That doesn't mean they're going to like it, but it at least gives you a shot that people are going to give it a try. And, you know, like you said, Grumpy Old Ben's at this point and for 25 shows in is doing phenomenally when it comes to the download numbers. But for us, phenomenally is, you know, if our best show is 500 to 1,000 people listened, that's really good. I mean, I don't know if people understand that most podcasts, if you get like 20 people to listen, you throw a well, parade where yeah we're already way ahead i actually saw some stats from uh for apple or google or i mean they're all the same company but uh one of the big podcasting apps that that came up with the average podcast the average of all podcasts goes or they end up with uh 29 lifetime listeners and they go five episodes so wow that's we're, yeah i believe that we're already way ahead. I mean, the pretty much if, if you hit 25, you're already way ahead of the curve and any show that hits a hundred episodes is already in the rarefied air. It's just, those are the ones people listen to because I mean, there's, if there's one thing, you know, about any kind of entertainment product is, uh, if you are going to release a periodic entertainment product, you have got to nail the schedule. And that's why, for example, uh, even without any idea what to talk about, with no topic whatsoever, with nothing interesting to say, we came here on Friday morning at 9 a.m. left coast, 11 a.m. central, and started talking into the microphone live on the No Agenda stream. And I think we are saying interesting things. And I'll bring up in a conversation that we were both a part of on No Agenda Social, which is another somebody, this, and the guy, I'm sure he's a really nice guy asking if his show can be added to the he's, no agenda stream. he's really interesting in his podcast i'll tell you that much what you i agree from what i've heard but when you go and look at the podcast and it's like well we've been releasing a show randomly every eight weeks to 25 weeks it's like well one get on a schedule because you're not going to be added yeah. to e even if your schedule rotation. is even if your schedule is Once we release month. six shows a year that's a schedule get on it you can do that yes you got to be consistent but then when you throw the, hey, you, you can do a little, you know, a little editing would go a long way. And the answer is, hey, I believe live to tape. And it's like, you know yeah. what? And I responded back. And you know live what? Live to tape this, works I, if you're Adam Curry. That's Well, that's what I said. Or not if you're not only just, you don't have to be Adam Curry because there's only one podfather out there. But you need experience and you need to be able to understand that long lengths of silence aren't good and you need to understand that if your co-host is kind of talking like this and kind of then comes back you should fix that wait 
because I, people I, aren't going to I don't know anybody who will trail off or turn their head to the side while they're talking and, and maybe go and look at something out the window so that their their volume goes up and down. Wait, are you talking about someone in particular there? Well, yeah, sometimes, but not necessarily okay. you, but <laughs> the guy in that other show, when it comes yeah. down to it, when I do the editing on those shows, if I do the editing properly on the show, people are going to be like, what the hell are they talking about moving away from the mic? Because you yeah. won't notice. Yeah, because I just you're. <laughs> I, I just did that entire thing while I was moving my head, pointing, you know, facing the microphone, turning my head, looking out the window, looking up at the ceiling. And on the live stream, you probably heard my volume go up and down. But after Darren's done editing this, it's all going to be rock solid and consistent. And everybody's going to think that I'm just a madman. Right. Unless you really get off the mic where you, you know, you you can barely hear the person as long as they're somewhat near running a compressor and you know playing with the levels. And voice, you know, edit, putting both voices at the same level too. Because there's also there's nothing worse than a podcast where one of the guys is really loud. It's just it's infuriating, yeah. and you can't really listen to it. But you know, people that are out there wanting to do this, it's like, hey, I'd like my show on the stream. And then you give a little bit, like, okay, you need to at least do this to fix this problem. Well, I go live to tape, and I'm, I just laughed at myself and said, well, he just lost any shot with Bemrose of being added to the stream because. You know, when you said, hey, we like what you're doing, we like the content, we just need a little bit of a tweak here. And the answer is, I'm not willing to do that. And like, well, then I responded back to then, the guy. Then enjoy your no audience. You right. Well, that's what I said, because this is this is the catch 22 of this concept of not editing, which is, well, you know, some people actually have the thought that, you know what, I'll wait till I have an audience and then I'll really worry about the audio, not understanding that the problems may keep the audience from showing up i mean i get the concept which is yeah nobody's listening to me anyway i'm just fucking around well then that's all yeah, people if, are going to expect from you if if that's where you want to be indefinitely then do whatever if nobody's listening then there's nobody going to critique you but yeah if if you want an audience uh the you know the very very first thing that is going to turn away a podcast listener before they've ever had a chance to even think about whether you've had good content is if they can't listen to your show because the audio is bad, they're never going to hear your content. And, and so if, if you, you know, again, if you don't want an audience and you just want to put out a thing for you and maybe three friends who all know you and love your humor and don't really care about quality, great, do what you want. You know, the thing is, I've actually told this to people when, uh, you know, when they talk about, because a lot of people, I, 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 I review a lot of podcasts for decide to determine whether it should go on the stream. And, and I've, I've told people, you know, far be it from me to tell you what you should do to your own podcast. You're not getting paid for this. I'm not your boss. I'm, I'm not, I, I have no position of authority over you. These things I'm making are suggestions. I, I don't have the right to tell you what should and shouldn't be in your own show. But what I do have is the right to tell you whether or not I'm going to put you on the no agenda network and the, the number the, the okay, here's a short list of the biggest things that will uh, get you on or off the no agenda stream for anybody who, who thinks that they have a podcast they want to see on there. Uh, the first, so is, this is the Sir Bemrose criteria. Okay. The, the first one, uh, first and foremost is, uh, it has to be either completely free, which is fine or value for value. Um, we, we will not play podcasts that have advertising or sponsors. Uh, 
it's 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 just a it do, it doesn't fit with the no agenda model to be pushing value for value and then take advertisers plus uh if if you're getting paid by advertisers then i want a fucking cut and uh we're not really <laughs> set up as the no agenda stream to to bill you not to mention that there are all kinds of irs things so we just don't do podcasts that take advertising uh right with that said if you're taking you know a lot of these places you know like the mattress places there's a few of these that seem like they will let anybody do ads and then they just give you an affiliate link if you're doing one of those things to test it out but you still want to be on the stream you can edit that commercial out and provide sir bemrose with his own mp3 or his own feed that is commercial free so we're not saying you know you're putting commercials out there that's fine in your rss feed if you can provide a show without them still willing to run it even as long as the commercials don't exist in the one that's going on the stream so that's that's pretty much the only hard rule that i i'm like you know what the no uh then then there's the content issues which is uh your content has to be interesting if your content is nothing more than a couple of girls chatting about makeup uh for 45 minutes it's probably not that interesting. Uh, it's probably not a good fit for the no agenda stream. Uh, for the most filled part, with moaning and sexual innuendo. Well, then it might go into my private collection, but I'm still not sure that it goes into the no agenda stream. Uh, for the most part, uh, you need shows that that kind of you know. Obviously, the flagship show is no agenda. You need shows that sort of fit into the theme. And uh, for lack of a better word, one one of the things that I look for is uh, are are you woke. Uh, and, and that's a terrible term to use, but what it means is uh, we're we're looking for people who have their own take on things in culture that are not just parroting whatever showed up on the mainstream media or whatever they see. Um, in particular, I look, you know, I always look for evidence from somebody who thinks for themselves, and you know that that can take a lot of forms. If it's a political show, which a lot of them tend to be. Uh, then it it means that you're you're not just parroting one party or the other, and that you're actually bringing interesting thought. Um, you need original. If if it's uh you know individual people, uh you know we we do play hangout shows on there. We do play uh you know Nick the Rat is amazing. Um, you know that that by the way that's a shortcut to all past all the rules is if you create a show that is starts from inside the community and gets a lot of people really interested you're probably going to be on uh but the i mean if, if you're if you're doing a hangout show then then i need to i need to hear interesting topics that aren't just parroted from whatever you can get on youtube uh it, it content is really subjective and frankly there's a lot of content on the stream that i don't even like uh but you know if if it's liked by the community and it shows evidence of individual thought and is interesting then you know what it, it's probably a good fit then finally, there is the technical stuff, and and that's what you were talking about with audio quality. Uh, audio quality is not automatically going to kick you out, but if if your audio is really really crap and you're trying to break in, uh, expect to get some pointers from you know from me if I'm doing it uh, from Darren because he's a total perfectionist about that sort of thing, and his standards are higher than anybody else deserves to be. Uh, I and, learned from the Podfather. Uh, you know, and and again, you know, Adam really cares about audio quality, and Adam puts out a very high quality show. And I don't think that we should be 
putting really poor quality on here. Uh, but you know, the thing is the level of quality we expect is not, you have to have a, a $6,000 professional studio with a full-time audio engineer. The level of quality is, uh, like, like Darren said, don't have, don't have really long gaps of silence in there. Uh, make sure that you've, you've run a compressor so that it doesn't have, so that the audio uh, levels are hearable in a car uh, that don't vary and bounce all over the place. Uh, you know, if you've got, if you've got music, you know, make sure that it's, it's not, uh, you know, the, the shitty bootleg quality that Darren always, uh, oh wait, no. Anyways, it, well, again, that's to skirt those laws <laughs> from those people that don't want you to play music. But the bottom line is, and this is one of the reasons why I enjoy podcasting with Sir Ryan Bemrose, because we got you set up on the easiest simplest cheapest possible way to go which is using a usb microphone and you added the boom but that's not necessary if somebody has a nice padded I'm, mic stand i'm not uh, gonna say really, that the that audio I'm, I'm not gonna say my audio quality is fantastic but it is it is pretty decent on what do i have 50 dollars worth of gear total about that, that. that and when it's on with, the stream that combined with once you you've take been your, processed you t- yeah you take your raw audio you load it up in audacity you run the compressor you run the silence remover, you run, uh, you know, a, a quick noise gate over it. Just doing that, which takes 10 minutes of work using stock filters is going to make your podcast sound pretty good. And you're not going to have all of the issues that a really amateur podcast comes out with. Well, I would think that most people that have ever listened to a grumpy old Ben's live is a little bit different because we're not running through all the processing, but when you hear the finished product, I mean, I'm a little jealous myself because I don't think your voice, I mean, besides, I know you don't like the timber of your voice or whatever, but the audio quality of your voice through the microphone you have, which you said you spent like a maximum of like 50 bucks on gear is not noticeably different than mine to, I'd say 99% of the people listening. And we're using a professional radio microphone, cloud lifter. And the device that I bought on eBay, which I got for like 200 bucks, this channel strip was originally professional gear that cost over a thousand dollars back when it originally came out. So you're seeing the difference is minimal if you, one, are in a quiet room, two, are willing to do the editing and to use some of the filters and some of the, you know, the magic tricks you can do in something like Adobe Audition. And there are other other audio products out there that the end result is unfortunately or fortunately the way you want to look at it is that a $50 USB microphone can sound really really good so anybody that comes up with a show that the audio quality just sucks and they're like well I can't afford a good microphone it's like well okay if you can't afford and I think the microphone that Ryan got was 29 or 39 bucks at Amazon if you can't afford that then you probably shouldn't be doing a podcast. You shouldn't be expecting people to give you your time, their time, if you're not willing to have at least a little bit of an outlay to spend under 50 bucks to get sound quality that sounds good. And the other thing is, no matter what kind of microphone you have, to have a quiet room, to have something that you don't have distracting noises going on, unless it's part of the show, like it is with Hog Story. They do the nature sounds and stuff like that and it, that freaks me out too because then there's times i'm like 
is that outside? And where are those, where are the bugs coming from? Where are the birds coming from? That seems a little weird because Fletcher's in Texas from Hog Story and we're here in Chirac. So there's some noises maybe you don't normally hear, but when it adds to the show, it's definitely a cool thing. But anybody that tells me, oh my God, they listen can't to that horn. Get good audio quality, air horn, air horn, air horn. If you're going to tell me that you can't get decent audio quality on your podcast because you don't have good equipment, I cry foul because you can do it on a shoestring and you can do it. You know, people will say, well, okay, Adobe edition. I understand part of the whole Adobe suite. It costs money. I get that. There are free alternatives out there in audacity and there's still a program. I push everybody to, if you're just getting started in podcasting, especially if you're doing a show with multiple people, there is a program called the levelator which the company that put it out still has it out, has been updated in like eight years or something because they've abandoned the project, but it still works really well. And all you have to do is you take the wave file of your show with multiple people talking, you drag it on top of the levelator, little icon that you, when you open the program comes up on your desktop, you drag the wave file in and it does everything automatically for you. It'll do the compressor. It'll do the noise gate. It'll, level the voices out and all this and it does a really really good job so if you're just starting out that may be something to look at because really if you get one of these programs these audio programs if you're not an audio engineer it can be confusing there are one step ways to do this so you don't have to go nuts but uh do the very least that's you know kind of what we we started here going to the balls to the wall with we want the best sound possible i know not everybody can do that but, uh, you know, as Progo said, I do have a very sexy voice. So, and I've had this conversation with other people too, which I do believe if you have a pleasing voice, and I think this really does help me and the people like Larry, which there are people like, I don't even care what they're saying. I mean, it's in, on in the background anyway. Most people listen to talk radio. I do believe you have a much higher chance for people listening to your show if you have a good speaking voice rather than those that don't. So which is why use what you which, got, which is why to patrons, we actually offer uh, the version of grumpy old Ben's that only has Darren's track, because that way you can, you can use that for uh, soothing. You can use it for calming babies. You can use it as a sleep aid to go uh, the, the version without uh, any Sir Bemrose to wake you up or, or generally keep you engaged is available to our patrons. Uh, well, sorry. we are working very closely with Larry from that larry show if we get enough people on the patreon larry will actually just reread ryan's comments and we will edit those in instead of ryan so you'll be hearing larry but it'll be ryan's words so that'll be genius yeah but do you think larry's going to be able to give the right inflection to things like linux don't give a fuck (laughs) he's going to be like this guy is just too crazy for me to get into. I, yeah, I can't do don't. it. Uh, I, I did want to, I, I just want to throw out one more thing for, uh, I mean, not that anybody thinking of making a podcast is even remotely listening to this, but uh, one more thing that is important. If you want to get into a podcast network or at least the podcast network, the, the no agenda stream uh, and it's on the technical side and it's trivially easy to do have an RSS feed for your show. And I don't mean, you know, something fancy. I don't mean put it in iTunes, although, uh, you know, iTunes and Podbean and Libsyn and all of the, all of the big publishing platforms, uh, for the most part will 
do a, a an RSS feed, uh, but what you need is an RSS feed that re- had that releases the podcasts that way. Uh, because I know that well, something you might not realize unless you're a grumpy old Ben's listener is that Sir Bemrose is a bit of a curmudgeon when it comes to uh, really fancy web pages. Um, if all you publish is on SoundCloud, uh, good luck. Because frankly, they don't offer RSS features, and I'm not going to turn on JavaScript and dig through this giant thing with a web page with a thousand things of bling and and 24 megabytes of JavaScript files downloaded just so that I can check and see whether or not you updated. Get an RSS feed. A bit of a curmudgeon. Well, if they've listened to Grumpy Old Ben's, then they know just what a bit <laughs> means. Yes, your mileage may vary greatly depending on how many grumpy old bends that you've heard. So, I mean, that's overall some, I think, good podcasting and, advice. And to it's, be honest, it, if, it if says, you're, oh, I'm sorry, if you are, if you're going to release a podcast and you really want to be in the no agenda area, you know, first of all, I, I understand that hosting doesn't come easy for everybody. And uh, that's why you use something like Libsyn to host your files. And that's perfectly fine. And they provide uh, a RSS feed. However, uh, the no agenda model is you don't rely on a large network. You do it yourself. And even for grumpy old Ben's, we went out, we got a domain, we threw a WordPress up there. We, we pay, you know, $15 a month for hosting. Uh, and, uh, that WordPress will give you your RSS feed. Um, it's, it's just a yes, no the blueberry thing. plugin. Yeah, the Blueberry plugin works great. You don't need any special. I mean, there's a lot of these places out there that are like, host your podcast with us. There's no real need to unless no, you it, get to a point to where you're serving way more if, bandwidth. If, if you want your podcast, here's here's the thing. If you, the, a domain name and uh, $10 a month in hosting might be too much if you have a podcast that nobody listens to and you never want anyone to listen to and it's really just you're throwing it out there because you're having conversations with your friends. Yeah, I get it. There's there's a lot of podcasts where you feel like okay, you're you're small and you want to stay small and everything's good. If you want your podcast to become big, then you need to be able to handle more traffic and for that once once your podcast becomes big, it's a domain name and hosting and get your own website. People like people still go to websites, believe it or not. Yeah, and that's well, you keep your autonomy you know, no Brexit needed and you have complete control over what's going on. And the other thing, if you're just starting out, unless you're void zero or unless you're Sir Bemrose, it's somebody that is that ingrained um, for two reasons, I would suggest this, but don't come along with, hey, I just released my first episode of my podcast. Can it hit the stream? Unless you're really sure you're going to keep doing it. Do a few under your belt first. And for the other reason is a lot of people don't know. It sounds like fun. You know, I'm going to do a podcast. It's going to be great. You do the first show and it's exciting and it's fun. And then you wake up in the next week and you're like, it's time for show number two. Now, what do I want to talk about? Oh, well, I can go get a burger. Maybe I'll think about it and I'll come back and do it. We did 25 shows before we got to that point. I know. (laughs) Which is it's simply because um, I've been doing these things for way too long, which is why. I can never say thank you enough to, well, I'll say to Void Zero. I, I'm just going to pretend you had nothing to do with getting me on the No Agenda stream, but to be involved <laughs> with the No Agenda community. I'll let you keep believing that. You know, I've done a lot of podcasts. I mean, I've done a lot of shows over the years, 
you know, probably between all of them, you know, a couple hundred episodes or so. And finding an audience is not an easy thing to do. That is really, you know, Dvorak talks about it. You know, we, it's, it's so hard. We make it look easy. That is the hardest thing about podcasting is finding an audience. So when you do find an audience, you, you know, you cling to them, you appreciate them and you try to do whatever you can to be like, Hey, you know, two or three people that you might like the show, please tell them about the show because that is how, you know, the podcasts that have gotten huge. This is how they have exploded. But we see guys again, like Larry, who I think is doing one of the best shows out there and his audience by comparison to, you know, the Dick show and all these other top tiered shows is minuscule by comparison, but he's doing a damn good show. So it's a, it really is a crapshoot. There's a lot of great shows out there. There's still no great, you know, there is no, as far as I know, there is no, um, algorithm you know like netflix likes to use and all this i know they're evil in their own ways but that would say hey well you're watching this show this show and this show you'd probably like this i don't think podcasts have gotten that good yet with being able to predict what people like so it is a crapshoot you've just listened to the no agenda show. show you may also like the no agenda show right or the no agenda show they do a lot of them so there's always another no agenda show to listen to you're probably still like 30 no agenda shows behind because there's so many no agenda shows. Uh, just last night I finished, let me look, uh, number 1145. At least you're catching up. You'll, you'll know what's going on right now I, about Christmas. I am really, really well versed of the current events and news analysis from July right now. <laughs> well, you know, that'll make your winters even more fun. It'll seem like summer. And I'm going to just call out our buddy ITM OMA Omaha. We're going to give him an executive producership on today's show, even though it's not even like a real show because it's you know, not one of the main topics, but it may be kind of the way we're going, but we'll give him two. We'll give him one on the next show as well, because he came in with a donation this week and we really appreciate it. Like I said, finding listeners is at this point when you're doing a podcast and I know I've mentioned this before, but it bears repeating. Getting listeners is an amazing thing. Getting listeners that will support the show by relinquishing some of their gold, you know, some of their latinum like pork would want or some of their money is it's still a mind-blowing thing and the value for value model works adam and john are absolutely right about that and we are honored that people believe that the content that we're putting out there the entertainment we're putting out there is both worthy of their time and of uh parting with some of these funds which yeah it's it's amazing I, that's all I, I can i'm say. thankful and honored for all of our producers all of our listeners uh especially the ones who donate because uh frankly uh, no matter how much work I put into the No Agenda Stream Network, uh, for some reason I'm having a lot of trouble monetizing it. <laughs> and hey, we always like hearing from you, which you can do on the email at Ryan at Grumpy Old Benz or Darren at Grumpy Old Benz. Larry is one of the biggest cheerleaders, and I appreciate always hearing from him because when you're doing these shows, again, you're not sure anybody's really listening, anybody's paying attention. So when you get a comment, that's why I love watching the troll room. When the show is not even streaming, but you can tell somebody's listening to it, you know, at this at that time, and they're making comments, yeah. and it's like, oh, wait, they're uh, not even being forced to listen to this right now. I've had times I come back and my IRC client has pinged me. Someone said my name, and and I'll go in, and it'll be like an hour earlier when the show was playing on the string, and somebody's like, Sir Bemrose, you were wrong because of this, this, and this. Like, oh, wait, I'll have to go look for those. I, that'll be like a greatest hits. If I could just have, if I, I'm going to do a filter, Sir Bemrose, you well, okay, were wrong yeah, is my but, new favorites. 
spoiler alert, they they weren't correct. I was, of course, perfectly right. Oh, of course. Of course. There's, there's no doubt about that. So where are we with this state of the grumpy old Benz? Do we, uh, have we accomplished anything? Well, uh, besides we like to talk. Yeah, that. OK, well, at least we got some common ground there. We uh, like to talk. People the, like listening to us talk. The way I see it, we I mean, going forward, uh, you know, we I, I outlined actually yesterday when when we had this conversation asynchronously in IRC, um, I outlined we had a couple ways that we could go. One is, uh, you know, we could we could pivot the show, uh, start doing, you know, something else in the show. Uh, we could hard pivot the show and just say we're a different type now, which I think is stupid, but whatever. And then we could just say, yeah, okay, Grumpy Old Benz has run its course once we run out of the Evergreen shows. And then Darren and I might come up with another thing to do where we do a hangout podcast. And I don't know. Uh, I, I, I know that we're not done with the Evergreen shows. I know that we're not done uh, going in and taking some topic and beating it apart and showing how everybody in the world, except for you and I, well, everybody but me is completely stupid and trying to, you know, do, doing shows like that is it, it's, it's how I rant. I will take a topic and I will just go off about it because I'm always right. And people need to learn this. However, um, obviously not sustainable to keep doing this indefinitely. So if we, if we go in, I think that the, the right thing to do for grumpy old Ben's is to start bringing in other types of shows. Uh, you know, we've already got, we've done a number of shows where we brought guests on and, and a lot of those, the conversations just went to whatever. Uh, I particularly really liked the shows where we brought Larry on because even though we didn't always have a, a set topic, we had really fun conversations. Uh, you know, we did an evergreen show with Progo and I really enjoyed the conversation and I don't remember anything about the crypto. So, uh, we you know, <laughs> might have to do crypto again, but man, it was, I, I had a lot of fun. So I do like doing the guest shows and I do think we should, we can do a lot more of that if that's the kind of thing that people want to listen to. Um, we, if, if we want to more formalize that, we can turn them more into interviews. Um, you know, another thing that we can do is we can we can start bringing in current events because that is one way to get an unlimited supply of of topics for whatever is is you go look at whatever you know whatever your chosen news source is you know m uh, m five m msnbc you know fox news uh, reason dot com and you decide that okay whatever they're talking about that's what we're going to talk about and then I know that I at least have interesting discussions and you have the ability to talk whether you're interesting or not and we can what have a conversation about that so this would probably if if that's the kind of thing people would want well that's the question this would probably be the time to ask our producers two questions one is there somebody out there including yourself that you think would make a good interview that we'd like to come on grumpy old bands if it's you or if you know somebody that you think would be an interesting interview Send that information out to us again, Darren at grumpyoldbenz.com or Ryan at grumpyoldbenz.com. And the other thing is subjects. If is there a topic that we haven't covered? Is there something we're just missing that we haven't even just, you know, hasn't hit our radar? And you're like, hey, these guys should be talking about this. Same thing. Let us know if there's topics that we should cover. Let us know if you think we've covered something in the past and it really deserves, you know, more of a in-depth look, because even though our shows 
uh, can seem painfully long to us, which means they probably seem twice as painfully long to others when they hit the 90 minute, two hour mark. A lot of these things, there's probably still meat on the bone, as they like to say in American pickers. And we can go back and kind of revisit those, but we also don't want to seem like we're being repetitive. So this is really your show. We're the hosts, but we're trying to. We don't want to be repetitive. I thought that was going to be one of our techniques for getting more content. Just repeat the same things over and over and over again. Somebody mentioned in the troll room earlier while we were doing the show that that's basically what the uh, um, what's his name? The cartoonist that's always uh, doing his little videos. Yes, Scott so, Adams. Yeah, someone mentioned that it's Scott Adams. <laughs> you know, and that it seems like it's just a really bad, you know, public speaking. <laughs> He's kind of maybe he kind of looks like a hostage looking into the into the you know camera, repeating the same stuff over and oh. over again. Which is why doing the individual show is hard, and a conversational one works a lot better. So we're open for suggestions. It seems people are liking what we're doing, so don't worry, we're not scrapping this whole thing. We're just trying to figure out how to. You know, again, we're looking at guys like Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak who have been doing shows closing in on 1,200 shows. I don't know if we're going to get to that number, but when you're looking past, I am you know, pretty certain you will not now, be able to stand me for 1,200 shows. So I, I know we're you gonna, didn't think I was going to be able to stand you for 12 shows. I still don't think you did. <laughs> Don't worry, your wife is sending me $1,000 a week. I'm pretty certain that you're you harboring some kind of deep-seated resentment at this point. And <laughs> if we still, can, if we can turn that into is, show content. You still think this is like the ultimate like uh, candid camera bit. <laughs> yeah, six, six months in and you guys are still pranking me, make, trying to make me think I could be a podcaster. Yeah. Grumpy old Ben's is not a real podcast. The troll room is not even real either. Progo, he's just a figment of our imagination. Well, we already know the troll room is full of bots. Doug is is the only real human there. That is very deep. So, hey, go out, subscribe to Grumpy old Ben's at grumpyoldbenz.com. We have the value for value model as our buddy Omaha took part in. He's the executive producer of this and will be of the next episode because this was more just ranting state of the union, figuring out what we're going to do. And we need your help to figure out exactly where we're going. Keep us on the right path. Or you know what? Send us off on a wild goose chase. We'll probably enjoy that just as much. I think our off the rails moments are probably the most entertaining. Progo says his wife is always telling him that his friends are imaginary. She may be right. We may be in the matrix. I may not be real. I don't know. I'm pretty sure Bemrose isn't, although I'm would- a little bit worried about the sheep and the peanut butter. Uh, those were real. You you know I didn't make that up real. because I gave a link to a real uh, a real appearing news website, and you know that so if it appears in a newspaper, then it's got to be real, right? Because that's the grumpy old Ben's motto: if we can find it online, it must be true. Yes. <laughs> so until next time, I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of Middle America, just outside of Chicago, Illinois, where we don't know where we're going, but we'll get there when we can. And from America's left coast, where I've got nothing pithy to say, so uh, any recommendations can be sent to Ryan at grumpyoldbens.com. I'm Ryan Pemrose.